Thank you for listening to this talk produced by the Art Gallery of South Australia. Hello, everyone. Thank you all for coming. It's my absolute pleasure. My name is Nikki Cumpston, and I'm the curator of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander art here at the Art Gallery of South Australia. And I'm also the artistic director of Tanandi, our festival that we have um, opening again in October this year. And this year is a citywide event. So we have exhibitions throughout the gallery as well as right across the city. So we hope that you can join us and come along and hear from the artists themselves during this wonderful time that, that we always have during Tanandi. I'd also just like to acknowledge that we are here today on the lands of the Ghana people and to acknowledge their ongoing connection and to pay respect to their elders, their elders who have passed, the elders who are currently working very hard at bringing up the emerging elders and teaching them how to be respectful and caring for, for this beautiful land, the Adelaide Plains. And I'd also just like to mention my own family, our Barkindji people. We're from the Barker, the Darling River, which you may well have seen in the press in recent times and the devastation that's happening to our river systems and the crisis that we're all under. Um, it's a terribly disturbing time for me personally, but also I think for all of us as Australians. So today I'm here to talk to you about this absolutely terrific group of prints. Um, these prints are by artists from Papunya Chula artists, and this particular suite of works is the title is in Pindabi, so <laughs> it's not straightforward for me to be able to say it because I can't speak Pindabi, but I can understand how to pronounce things. So, Jukrapa, Balarukutu, Kujabawana, Balianjanya. Same stories, new way. The artists of Papanya Chula have, um, they formed their own company in 1971, and they've been painting their ancestral creation stories that they have translated from ceremonial paintings on the body, paintings that have happened within rock art, like as rock art in the undercrofts of areas that are, that are important locations for each of the artists. They each have their own set of stories that they are able to translate for us in this way. So ceremonial, ceremonially, they would have performed, they would have painted these stories on the body they would have performed song and dance to keep these stories alive. They've travelled across country to go to the particular locations where these stories need to be wakened, where this country needs to be nurtured and looked after. And so within, these, within each of these prints is a particular story that is, is very sacred and very important for each of the artists that shares it with us. So the titles of the works will help us to understand what it is that these, that these works are sharing with us. And more often than not, they're actual locations. If they're not the particular location, it's about the journey to get to that location through the tully, through the sand hills, and, through, and up to the rocky outcrops where some of these locations are located. So this particular body of work came after many years of discussions around the fact that wouldn't it be interesting to be able to see what the artists would be able to create when working in the medium of printmaking as opposed to painting. And this came from the artists themselves traveling and going to exhibitions and seeing the work of other artists from desert regions 
and saying, you know, we wouldn't mind trying this, this way of working. And so in 2009, a printmaker called Diane Darmanstra, who was at the time working at his own printmaking studio called Firebox Studios, located on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, he came to work with the artists. And so what he brought with him were copper plates, and the plates are the exact size of the print that you see here. And the artists translated their, what they would normally paint onto a canvas, as in this painting here of Eileen Napujari's. So you can see her print here, where she has, has painted onto the plate and used either a sugar lift or an actual mixture of a synthetic polymer paint, similar to the same texture and thickness of the paint that she would use to paint onto canvas. So she painted onto the plate and then the plate was put into an etching bath, so into an, an acid bath, and so that the image was etched into the plate. And that, that process and that technique continued until the right amount of bite was held within that plate so that when it was printed, that it would print up as the image that you see here. So it's a matter of the artist really giving over to the printmaker because it's the printmaker who understands exactly what has to happen to that plate in order for it to be printed and for it to be a successful print. So it's a matter of trust and it's a matter of give and take. So Diane traveled to, to Wallenkura, which is a community where, where some of the artists from Papanyatula live. And Wallenkura is also known as Kintor and it's about 500 kilometers slightly north and then west of Alice Springs. So, so quite a long way away <laughs> on, a, on a dirt road that's a bit like a, a red dirt road highway until you get to the point where there are corrugations because the road hasn't been graded for quite a while. So you have, in, if you've ever traveled out back in Australia, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And you might have a, a road that's completely easy to travel on and then all of a sudden it becomes rutted because it hasn't been graded for a long time. So I'm only telling you that just to give you the geographical location of where the artists live and are situated and also that, that it's no mean feat for people to take their equipment and to travel out to work with artists in these locations. So artists have homelands which are situated in and around these particular communities and that's where a lot of the sites are that they would travel to to re, you know, reawaken their connection with these particular places. So some of these artists, as I said, are from Wallenkura or Kintor and others are from Kiwikura, which is another 300 kilometres further to the west, which in Western terms is over the border and in Western Australia. But as far as the artists go, they're all still Pindabi speakers and they're also Loritja people, so people who speak the language of Loritja. And there's also some Walpuri artists, as well as a couple of artists who are also have relatives who are Nganajara people. So it, it becomes confusing when you look at these locations and you think about these language groups according to states. But for Aboriginal people, these, all of these language groups 
are very, they're neighbours. All of these people are neighbours to each other and they're very closely connected and in some cases are actual relatives of each other. So that just gives you a little bit of a background as to where we are. And, and the, so this suite of prints, there were 23 artists who were involved in making these works and they're all together, there are 40 prints it's also an addition of 40, but 10 of the additioned works were saved and were put into a boxed set. And so we were able to acquire the entire box set at the Collectors Club dinner back last year. So I'm, we were very thrilled to be able to bring this work into the collection through the generosity of, of the members of the Collectors Club who came to that dinner. So what I've brought with me today, and I've got here on this trolley, is the actual, the, the box that this box set comes in, just to show you the beautiful way in which they're presented. And each of the artist's names is embossed into the lid of the box. And that's, so that box houses the works when they're not um, matted and framed and put on display. So not all of the works, as you can see, are on display. We've just done a selection of the works so that you can get a sense of, of the artists who are involved and we will swap them out. Because, because they're works on paper, we have to look after them as far as the amount of light that they're exposed to goes. So, so we, have to, we can only have them on display for a certain amount of time and then we have to swap them over. So that's why we've just done a selection of the works. Another important part of, of this display and something that, that I've thought about a lot during the time of wanting to acquire this body of work was thinking about the artists and, as I mentioned earlier, the reference to their painting technique and that that, that is how the artists have become renowned probably since, you know, the 19... well, the late 1960s up until the current day and I thought it would be terrific to be able to display the paintings of the artists. So we've got this painting of Eileen Napujari, and this particular work is a painting which has, has a reference back to her father's country, which is country where she was born, which is situated slightly to the west of Wallankura or Kintor. And so this painting is showing us the tali, the sand dunes that have to be traversed in order to get to this particular country. It's got such a dynamism within the work and the energy that, that you feel from it, I believe, is, is part of her taking that journey back and being able to rekindle her, you know, her memories and her thoughts and ideas of, of how her family have lived on this country and how they have you know, encountered all of the different aspects of life prior to... Uh, her family lived out at this location prior to non-Aboriginal people coming into this area in the 1960s. So some of the artists who we have, um, whose work is depicted actually not in this, not in any of these here unfortunately, but, oh no, yes there is. Here we are. This work here by Yakulchi Napangadi. This particular um, artist, Yakulchi, is a young woman who I met when I was out at Wallankura Back in 2009, I was doing research for the exhibition Desert Country, which was here at the Art Gallery of South Australia. It was the first 
exhibition that I curated here for the gallery. And I went, I went out to the community because a lot of the information that we had wasn't, it just, it, it didn't tell us as much about the artists as we needed to know. For example, we didn't have some of the language groups recorded for some of the artists in the collection. And so Yukulchi Napangadi was one of the artists who travelled with me from Alice Springs. She'd just returned from an exhibition in New York City. And she, she was, um, you know, it was, it was amazing. Just to see her in her black T-shirt with NYC in bling. So it was those, you know, little dimentes. She had a cap on and her iPhone with her earplugs in. And we were, we were travelling out to watch the sunset at Nudjul, which is a women's site. It's beautiful, beautiful outcrop of rocks not far from the community. And we arrived at the site and she threw the back of the troopy door open and ran as fast as she can, as she could, and took off. I've never seen anybody run so fast. And she was chasing a rabbit. So, you know, just to think that here's this young woman who's just been to New York City <laughs> and here she is on her country <laughs> doing what she does best and, you know, that, that's finding food. <laughs> um, but Yukulchi is one of the, one of the people who... I, I don't really like this term, but it's something that people might know from the press. And she's one of the people who were referred to as the Pintipi Nine and they're the... the a group of Aboriginal people who came into the community in 1986 and they were people who had been living a traditional lifestyle up until that point. So Yukulchi is one of those artists and that's, you know, her print here. We also have a terrific um, example of her painting in the collection. And so, so it's really, you know, I guess it's just interesting when you get to have that experience of meeting people and getting to know them, you know, today, but thinking about their life yesterday and how they've adapted and how, you know, how do you reconcile that? But when I think about it and I think about these artists who are living in, in Wallankura and Kintor, that really for them in living memory, they have lived their traditional life without the influence of, of Western culture you know, from, you know, the 50s is probably the earliest some of these people encountered non-Aboriginal people. So I just think that, that that just helps me to understand the depth of knowledge and the depth of understanding that people need to have in order to survive on their country. But how lucky are we that they're actually painting their stories and that we're able to learn through their works of art about about all of that knowledge that they have and that they're now sharing with us through, the, through these mediums. So within the collection, prior to us getting this um, group of work together, we, had, we were representing eight of the artists. So now we have another 17 artists from this particular region in the collection, which is, is really terrific for us to be able to, to reference their work and to be able to share that, you know, that knowledge with, with the wider audience. So I guess the other thing I'll just mention, because when I look at, when I look at these prints, I can see, I can directly see that this is Mr. Yungut Jopurula through the palette, through the mark making, but also the palette and the colour. 
of, of the inks that have been used because these are the exact colours that these artists would use in their paintings. So the printmakers worked very closely with them in order for the prints to be true to the artists themselves in the actual rendering of the final work. And it is a very different technique. And the mark making, when you come and look closely and you see the bleed of the ink, you see this absolutely incredible line work. It just gives you another sense of the artist's hand than you would see if you were looking at one of their paintings. So for me, it's really successful in that it's able to give the artist a different way of working, but it's a different movement that they would have experienced of actually applying, whether it was the sugar lift or whether it was the synthetic polymer onto that plate. And I feel that that's, you know, that's the beauty in being able to work across mediums for the artists themselves. Okay, thank you all for coming. <laughs>